Hello and welcome to episode 20 of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host Root and Freckleface. In this episode, we'll be talking about what's in a name, tips for finding the perfect name for your tune. Root's also going to give us his auction house tip, and we'll cover pronunciation ponage, adopt a pet, and we'll give you a little fun thing to do in while at the end there. I'd like to say hello to all our guildmates, both on the Gorgonosh and the Whisperwind server. And of course, a special hello to all of our Twitter followers on twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. Hello to you all. As always, our website is www.hearthcast.com. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can find our show on iTunes, and you can call us. Leave us a voicemail at 321-558-7637. And as I just mentioned, you can follow us on Twitter. Leave us direct messages, comments, and anything on there. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, I have been leveling my alt, my mage, and I got her up to about 78. I really enjoyed last week's Day of the Dead. And I don't know if you participated in that. It was a very short two-day event. But what came of that was a supposed temporary pet called the Macabre Marionette. And according to Blizzard's write-up of it, it was supposed to be temporary and disappear when the holiday is over. Just like the brooms that you got in Hallow's End. Okay. But to date, the pet is still there. I'm still able to bring it out. But I can't learn the pet and use it as a spell like other ones. Oh, okay. So it's causing a little bit of controversy or discussion on the forums when not. People trying to figure out, hey, which is it? Is our pet just going to disappear one day? Or are they going to implement a patch so we can learn the pet? That's interesting. But so you're up to 77 now, though, with your mage. 78 now. 78 now with the mage. That's outstanding. Um, no, I didn't participate in any of the um, Day of the Dead or anything else, really. I've just been working on Fat Wallet. All right, so what's going on with Fat Wallet? Fat Wallet, as you know, this is a little experiment you and I are doing. Um, you invested 100 gold in a Fat Wallet. And Fat Wallet's only been able to use tips and tricks that I give out here uh, from my auction house tips and tricks. That's the only means he has available to him to uh, gain money. So other than that initial 100, you haven't received anything else Nothing from any else. other players? Nothing else. In fact, I even um, turned down a guild charter request because I felt that would be out of the scope that of be. just auction house money, so I didn't do that. That is one of our tips is to do guild signatures. But right, that's a good way to get money. But this is, yeah, this is The deal with Fat Wallet is 100% auction house only. So I don't get any goods from anybody. I don't get any anything from anybody unless I purchase it from them, you know, via trade chat, which is in essence part of the auction house as far as my tips are concerned. However, as of this morning, Fat Wallet uh, broke the seven hundred gold mark. Seven hundred gold. Seven hundred gold. So you have seven times seven folded your money. Yes, I've yeah. Right now we have a return of well return of six fold right now because its initial one hundred still there. Well, you multiplied it by seven, so isn't that seven fold? I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's doing really good with that. Um, and as I said before in the last uh, the last episode, we will. You know, I'll, t- I'll tell you how more in depth of some of the things he's doing, how it's working in the newsletter. And once we hit a golden mark, and I'm going to make that mark pretty low right now of a whopping 100 subscribers to our newsletter. And that's low. We just started the newsletter, uh, so we'll go for 100 subscribers. And once that hundredth subscriber is there, then I will gladly share 
the primary way Fat Wallet is making his money. Everybody knows I'm doing stuff in the auction house. Everybody knows I'm doing the tips and tricks that I reveal here. But there's a major thing that I'm doing in Fat Wallet that nobody knows about yet, including you. So you guys got to subscribe so I can even make the loop. I mean, come on. That's right. So if you have friends, anybody in your guild, uh, we don't, you know, it's the newsletter. We talk about the show. We talk about Fat Wallet. We talk about extra tips and what's going on in our lives. So it's a good thing to have. And, uh, yeah, we hit that 100 mark, and I will release Fat Wallet's, you know, right now, 700 gold secret. Uh, Blizzard. I saw with Blizzard uh, something you might be interested in in, uh, in Freckleface. You probably even know more about it than I do. But now you can buy pets for 10 bucks up until around the Christmas season. Well, it's two specific pets, not just pets in general. Right. Two specific ones that they released. One of them is the Pandoran Monk. And the other one is uh, KT, the mini lich. They're both ridiculously cute. They have their own little special emotes. I saw someone out with a panda the other day, and if you slash bow at it, it will bow back at you. Oh, that's cute. And the mini lich, apparently what it does is it will um, it will kill critters around it, and then it will laugh at them. That's, I want one of those. And it will laugh at, it will laugh at the corpses of... In the battlegrounds? In the battlegrounds, yes. Awesome. It's I definitely awesome. have one of those. But it's it's a really good timing for this because, as you guys know, the holiday season is coming up. And it's just something they've released that, you know, you can get for your uh, friend who's really into WoW. Something you appreciate. And another poll for that is um, half of the proceeds are going to Make-A-Wish Foundation. So you can do it as a charitable giving. Right, so Blizz has got a couple new pets up. $10 a piece up until the Christmas season. And 50% of that, so 5 bucks a piece, goes to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Also, I noticed that the uh, patch 3.3 notes are out. They are. There's a lot of discussion about that. Saying this is the, uh, the last set of patch notes before uh, the big cataclysm. Which we still don't know the date of their release, do we? Not that I'm aware of. So, but you know what? There is some controversy. Now, you know, we're going to talk about patch notes coming up here in a little bit, but uh, it's always good to read them. It's always good to take advantage of them. And we'll talk about those in a short minute here. We do have some emails uh, this week. We have a couple of them. Uh, Battle Moody uh, sent in a great question. He's over on the uh, Winterhoof uh, server. He sent in a great question, such a great question, Freckleface, that we're going to dedicate an entire episode to his question. Uh, so, Battle Moody, you know, this is, you know, props to you. Great shout out for you. And uh, we are looking forward to tackling your question. We're going to keep it under wraps right now, but we're looking forward to tackling that and addressing the entire podcast uh, with that question. Also, the Valar from the Cargath server got some great email exchange with him, and we'll be able to reveal a little more about that as the weeks progress. If you want us to, or if you want to send us an email, you can do that to contribute at hearthcast.com or use the submission form on our website or just call and leave us a message at 321-558-7637. Now, Freckleface, we've talked about a lot of things over the past couple weeks. And something that comes up a lot is is the origins of people's names, uh, especially when we get some some of the emails that we do get or some of the comments we get from Twitter and this, that, and the other. The origins of people's two names is something that's always really interested me. And I was just wondering, you know, I know you put a lot of stuff together on, on how somebody picks the perfect. I do try to put a lot of thought into my two names. 
And it's not always easy, especially when you think it's a perfect name, you go to make it, and it's unavailable. Mm. So this episode is about how to pick the perfect name. Okay. Okay, first we're going to talk about restrictions, just because you have to be aware of these when you're brainstorming for names. All right, now the things that it will keep you from making, like when you try to do it, it'll say, no, that's not allowed. Um, you cannot use numbers or symbols in your name. You cannot have more than three of the same type of letter in a row. So if you're trying to do XXX to be able to, I don't know, separate your words or for whatever reason, um, it won't let you use more than two characters. You also can't use a name that's already in use, which is obvious, but what I'm trying to do is go on the armory to see if I can find the name on the realm for what I want to use. But even if you can't find it, there's lots of reasons why it still might not be available. And one of them is that, for one thing, the armory doesn't show characters under level 10. Um, the other thing is when uh, people change their name either through just the flat name change service or the faction change or the race change, it locks in that old name for a certain amount of time. So there might, that character might not even exist in that server anymore and you still not, might not be able to use that name. So you want to be aware of that when you go to make your name. Now some other uh, rules that Blizzard have has implemented, uh, there's a few of them. Obviously you can't use a name that is offensive and you can just use your imagination there. Your name cannot reference real life names or places. It can't be unpronounceable and it cannot use elite speak or be an actual phrase or sentence. And for role-playing servers, they have the additional restriction of no non-medieval or non-fantasy names. Now, one of the things about the restrictions on that side of it all is that something that is usually has to be caught by a, uh, a GM. It's, it's something that they've got to actually, you have to be reported or, you know, a GM be running by and see you. It's not something I don't think they usually look for. Because I've played with a lot of people who do have like a lead speak name or a phrase or something else like that, and they're perfectly fine. They're 80s now, uh, but so a lot of that I think is something that has to be reported. Uh, it depends on. It probably just depends on the degree uh, degree of what it is. All right. Because yeah. I've I've tested that offensiveness. I made a character, and you know, one hour later is flagged for removal. Right. So obviously they're checking something, but as far as are they going to actually flag you for name removal? You don't know, but that's the problem with, uh, you know, picking a name like that, like In Your Face or, you know, George Washington, is that, yeah, you might not get caught, but if you do, you have to be prepared for that. There's nothing you can say, and you're going to have to change your name. Right. So just be aware of that. Be aware of that. So what do you think, then, would be some best ways? We've talked about some negatives now. What do you think would be some best ways to name your character? Well, I go through several methods when I brainstorm for my characters. One thing you can do is make a reference to either your class role, an ability that your class does, or your race. And I'll give you some examples. We've talked about our friend Sniper, right? who is a hunter. And he spells it with Y, so it's not the word Sniper, but it looks so it's like it. So it's S-N-Y-P-Y-R. Exactly. Sniper. Well, I'm sure that's not how he says it. We call him Sniper. All right, well, I've made an, a mage called Icy Hot, which is not the cream that you rub on your sore muscles. Um, we got a few suggestions from our Twitter listeners, so thank you for that, which was Cud for a Torn, torn Warrior, 
um, sovereignty for female warrior. I like um, those. Those are some good suggestions. Yeah. Um, another thing that some people will do is they will pick a prefix or suffix unique to them, and they will incorporate that into all of their alt's names. Kind of like what you did with the faces of Azeroth. Yeah, very similar to that. Like, there is a uh, person in our guild over on Whisperwind who are, always uses the name R-A-Z in all of his characters. And every character is a form of that. We used to have another guy in one of our other guilds that did the same thing. His was just variants of the spelling of the same word almost. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of my favorites to do is to use a real-life nickname. And I think I think the worse it is, the better. Like, if it's something that you got called when you were a kid to be made fun of, I think those end up being hilarious wild names. Especially if you create a character that just pones everybody. Exactly, exactly. I mean... Who wouldn't be humiliated by being pwned by four eyes? Exactly. Exactly. Um, another source you can use is a list of Greek or Roman mythology, Shakespeare characters, or characters in other role-playing games in, medi- in the medieval time period. And in my opinion, you get points if there are similarities between literary and your WoW character. Like if you've got a, a good, strong warrior and you pick a good warrior name from mythology. What are some other tips you got for us on this? Well, something else you can do is you can pair up with a friend or with a whole guild to make funny combinations. Okay. And you and I did that one time with our, our Death, Death Knights. Knights. Yes, we did. Um, I was, I'm a Mac. And I was, I'm a PC. Because I play on a Mac. And I'm a PC. <laughs> so, and that, that worked out really well when we were together running around. Not so much on the solo part, but, you know, running around, people got it. They got it. Um, yeah, and, you know, we always talk about our guild over on Faces of Azeroth. Uh, our guild on Gorgonosh, the faces of Azeroth, how they would, um, all the characters would end with face. Right. And some people will just play random words and then face, but I always tried to incorporate that way in a, in a way that made sense. You know, I have my freckle face. And of course, when worse comes to worse, you can always just do what I like to call wordplay, which is kind of putting together random prefixes and suffixes and making different... Uh, consonants and vowel sounds so you come up with something that sounds like a name and you just kind of go with it which is how I came up with, with my mage's name Vanilla which in my opinion is a pretty name but in real life it's too close to Vanilla to actually work I think you get made fun of but in WoW to me it works kind of like Orangelo and Lamangelo exactly twins yeah, yeah. Twins. yeah I heard all about them yes now what are some other ones we got from Twitter some other things on Twitter is like combining pop culture icons as well. Um, Jay has suggested Lock Norris. I like Lock Norris. And Nuke Skywalker. Yeah, those are pretty good. And um, some other people suggested making a name to fit the title like uh, Dora the Explorer. Which we actually had in our guild. We did. And some other people suggested, I'm just going to throw this out there because people suggested using the title like uh, the hand of a doll or the title private. Um, to make funny combinations. Although my caveat in that is that don't make a silly name thinking you're going to get the title because unless you already have it, you're not going to get it. This is true. For those two. It is true. And uh, we won't mention the actual suggestions because we, we just won't. Is there anything you are cautioning against with name selection? There are several things that I like to stay away from. First of all, using special characters, you know, the accented E and the accented vowels and whatnot. In my opinion, it's it's inconvenient, especially when people are trying to you know, trying to make a sale in trade chat. It can make it just that much harder for people to find you. It can seem a little bit unoriginal, like if you can't 
get the original name that you want, so you just put an accent over a couple of the vowels. You know, to me it just looks a little like copying, but that's just my little opinion. The other thing is, you want to think about the pronunciation of your character. Now, my mage, Vanilla, before I changed her name, it was on the Gorgonash server, and okay. I wanted to go with the face theme. Right. And I was like, you know what? It's a pixelated character. I'm going to name it 2D face, as in two-dimensional face. All right, so two-dimensional face. Okay. I played around with the spellings. There wasn't much available. What I finally came up with was just after, you know, five attempts of trying to make the name was two spelled out like T-W-O and then D as in D-E-E and face. Okay. So I went with it. But I kept on getting called 2D face. Interesting. And that just doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't. You kind of loses it. And I don't think anyone really got what I was trying to name my character in the first place. So it's a little obscure for them to grasp. It is a little bit. And that's... And again, that's the problem when you go to name your characters. Like when when things are not available, you just kind of start uh, going through the fast and just kind of picking the first thing that right. You start getting into desperation mode and exactly end up with a name you're not really happy with, and then end up paying money to get it changed later on. Exactly. Although I got around that. How'd you get around that? Well, like I said, I, I transferred servers. And that's when you get your free name change if the name is already taken. But it wasn't already taken, Ooh. but I had someone else make that character, so it forced me to change my name. Nice. So I was happy. Nice. Um, a couple of things I want to just kind of give my two cents of caution about. Um, one thing is using a provocative name. You've seen them. You know what I'm talking about. And the problem is, if you're feeling in that kind of mood and you make a character name like that, you're stuck with that name. You're not going to be in that mood the whole time. But you're still going to have constant whispers. Hmm, this is true. And on the same vein, you don't want to make yourself a target to the other faction. Um, in my opinion, making your character name Horde sucks or Alley sucks or something like that. I think you're just going to get ganked. I don't think people will show you mercy if they see you out in the real world. Probably not with a name like that. Probably not. Or in the world of Azeroth, I should say, not the real world. But speaking of real world... It might hold true there, too. It might hold true there. <laughs> Um, personally, I would caution against using any sort of, like, information about yourself and your name, like your, your city, your real name, um, stuff like that, just because you want to keep your identity as safe as possible, and nothing can really benefit you by letting everyone know what your real name actually is. Yeah, you want to keep it private. You know, that's, keep your real life away from the wow. That's a pretty good, pretty good tip there. I like that. Okay, so now that we've covered the basics about name, the rules, some suggestions of how to name your character, and what to stay away from, um, do you have an auction tip for us this week? I do. You know, I've been doing a lot of stuff, of course, with Fat Wallet. So a lot of it's going to be centric around kind of what I've been doing with him, but as I said before and earlier in the podcast, I'm not giving up the, the, the big secret. Uh, but two of the things that I've been doing successfully quite successfully, I might add, is what I call mining. And there's two types of mining that I'm going to talk about. And it's just basically data mining is what it comes down to. I'm looking at data that the game has, finding things that are either going to change for a, a good or a bad, or something that is usable in the game that is cheaply available from a vendor. For instance, patch notes. I love patch note mining. When you read the patch notes, you can see what's going to change 
in the classes, in skills, in um, attributes, in weapons, in professions. You can see a lot of stuff that's going to change in the patch notes. It may or may not make it to the live server, but you can watch those, uh, the test realm patch notes, and really get a feel for what's going to happen in the game. Once you understand that something's going to make a change, um, and something may become more valuable, then you want to go out and obviously buy that low, and then as soon as it hits, it's going to skyrocket in price, and now you can sell that high. But you have to be careful because that can grab you and actually go the opposite direction where uh, something will actually drop several hundred gold in value, and you don't want to get stuck with those items of, you know, 700 gold one day, 200 gold the next day. You don't want to have that. So you you just want to read the patch notes on a, on a weekly basis, I would say, and try to get the best feel of what they're doing, uh, what's coming up, and what how you can benefit on the auction house from that. The other one, which is actually more fun for me, is going over to wowhead.com and actually reading the quests. When you read the quests, you know, things, you know, will be, you'll find out that there are quests that take certain items. And those items might be readily available from a vendor right next to the auction house. You can go over and spend a couple silver from the vendor, get something from them, take it over to the auction house a couple feet away, and sell it for four or five gold for doing absolutely nothing except buying something for a couple silver. Just because that item is a quest item. So you, someone may say, hey, I need X, Y, and Z to be turned into me. Uh, copper rods, for instance, or these springs that, that, that are come up a couple times, some copper springs or, or wire springs or whatever it is. These items will be readily available from vendors around. You can get those, put them on the auction house, and what happens is people who are just trying to get the quest done. They don't really care about money. They want to get the quest done so they can get the experience and reward from the quest. They'll go to the auction house first as opposed to going anywhere else. Or they may have a tune parked by the auction house. They'll go in there with their bank alt, buy what they need to do, mail it over to their main character who's sitting by a mailbox and doesn't have time to run around and actually pick up the items for the quest. So read those. And a lot of times if you see something really odd on the auction house for not, not an exorbitant amount of gold, but for something you would go, wow, why would somebody pay five gold for that? Are they idiots? Look at that item, go to Wowhead, type that item in, and you'll more than likely find out that that item is a part of at least one quest chain somewhere. So that's my tips for this week. Data mine. Read the patch notes, read the quest logs, read the quest descriptions and, and comments and everything else on wowhead.com. We do a segment here every so often that uh, that I like. It's Freckleface's pronunciation ponage, where she takes uh, either a statement, a word, a description, something from the game of the World of Warcraft, defines it for us, lets us know the uh, the history of it, where the words are coming from, what it actually means, so we actually can benefit on an educational level from this podcast, as well as a entertainment level for the game as well. So. What's on the books this week, Freckleface, for pronunciation ponage? All right, this week, I was questing, all right, and Shola's our basin. I kill a cobra. A cobra. And I pick up these bracers from the, co- from the cobra. And they are called the bracers of unmitigated larceny. Unmitigated larceny. Yes. I like it. Now, these aren't like super uncommon words because we know that unmitigated basically just means unrestricted or 
an altar, depending on how you use it. And larceny, you know, we've all heard petty larceny, grand larceny, just another word for theft. But what made me laugh is that the bracers, the stats on them were perfect for rogue. Okay. You know, their leather, stamina, attack power, agility, whatnot. So rogues are known for what? Pickpocketing, stealing, picking Fever, locks. Yep, thievery and all yep. kinds of things. So Backstabbing. The bracers of unmitigated larceny, and then they're just perfect for rogue. They're it perfect. Just, it made me laugh. And the sad thing is, I put them at the auction house, and I'm trying to sell them twice, and no one's bought them. That is sad. It is sad, because they don't realize how helpful these braces are. Especially for a rogue. Unmitigated larceny. That's great. I would pay, if they're real bracers, I would pay real money. <laughs> but they're not, so you they're won't. Not, so I won't. Now, one of my favorite, favorite segments that we do is the adopt a pet segment. And I love this segment because you are... By far, like, pet connoisseur when it comes to the world of Connoisseur? That makes it sound like I eat them. Well, no, you just know a lot about them. Okay. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't eat my pets. So you're a pet expert. There you go. When it comes to pets in the world of Warcraft. Of course. You know, where to get them, how to get them, what to do with them, how to feed them, how to make them happy, how to make them love you. The whole nine yards, you, I like you know to it make all. them love me. You know it all when it comes to pets. So we do this whole segment. Uh, every so often, you grace us with it. It's called Adopt a Pet, where you let us know how to go get a new or interesting pet, or one that's not so new or interesting, but still one you can get out there. So, what's going on this week with your Adopt a Pet? Okay, my segment this week, combining a lot of them, I'm just doing one about kitties. Okay. All the pet kitties you can get in the game, because if you ever just browse the auction house, Full of cats. You'll and you'll notice the price goes from about five gold to three thousand. About that, yeah. So we just want to talk about why that is. Okay. Okay, the first set of kitties. There is a quote crazy cat lady in Elwyn Forest, north of it. She's got a little shack. She's got a little yard full of chickens and kitties. She carries a cleaver, and she sells four different pets: silver tabby, orange tabby. Cornish Rex, and Bombay. Okay. 40 silver each, unlimited quantities. So obviously this is very readily available. Even if you're hoard, it's not hard to find it, someone reselling it. On a neutral auction house? A neutral auction house. Right. And they might sell for obviously above the market price, but, you know, don't pay more than... A gold? A gold for <laughs> it, when it only costs 40 silver. Right. Then you have the Siamese cat, and there's two places you can get this cat, either from Cookie in the Dead Mines, who is the goblin chef of the ship in the Goonies type place, or from Dealer Rashad in Netherstorm, and you can buy it from him for 60 silver. Okay. So, Siamese cat, not very expensive. Then you move up into the White Kitten, which is a little bit more elusive. Now, little Timmy, he lives in Stormwind. He runs around and he talks about, he doesn't say he talks about how his dad is making him get rid of his cats because of allergies. And if you happen to find Timmy, you buy when he's selling. Right. I ran across him once and didn't know anything about it, so I didn't buy. See, and that's a shame. Um, because he only sells one, and um, he, he is a rare spawn. So once someone's bought it from him, he doesn't appear for again for a while. So that's why in the auction house you'll see this cat for about 150 gold instead of, you know, a couple gold. 
And the most elusive kitty of all is the black tabby. And you might see this in the auction house for two, three thousand gold. Wow. And the reason is, is because, for one thing, you have to be a whore to be able to get it. Because it drops off the Dalaran mobs, which are in Silver Pine Forest. Which, if you're Alliance, they're green to you. Can't attack them. Mm. So if you're Horde, you have to go to uh, Southern Silver and Pine Forest, the little Dollaran area. It is a rare mob called uh, Dollaran Spell Scribe. Even if you happen to find the rare mob, this cat only has a 19% chance to drop. Wow. So it's pretty low. Of course, there's also a chance to drop from some of Dollaran mobs dollar and mobs in Altrock Mountains, but that's a 0.1% chance to drop from those. So extremely rare. Right. So it's a low chance to drop from a rare mob. Put that way. So that's why it's expensive. And also, to go from Horde to Alliance, it's got to go. It's got to travel through the auction house. and The neutral auction house and whatnot. So, and it probably doesn't look that much different than other cats, but... Rare is rare. Rare, I know, and people will pay. People will pay. So there you go. So just remember, white kitten and black tabby, and don't buy any of the other ones off the auction house. Sounds good to me. Now, obviously, you and I both like to have fun with World of Warcraft. And we like to include a bit of that fun within the podcast as well. So here's some of the things that we can do, or you can do, you as a listener can do, uh, to other unsuspecting newbies. Um, now we're going to talk about the emote in here, and um, some of the things you can do with it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the emote command there, Freckleface. Alright, this took me a while to figure out, but you can do slash E, or didn't you say slash me, does the same thing. Both work. And it will create a custom emote. It'll put whatever you type into it. Now we know how emotes work. Like if I if I see you in the game and I smile at you, on your screen it says Freckleface Freckle smiles, smiles at, at you. Right. Everyone else it says Freckleface smiles at Brute. But if you do slash E and you use the word you in your text, everyone who sees that, if you word it right, they'll think it's a genuine emote. That's directed at them. Right. In other words, you do forward slash E smiles at you or whatever the case might be, which in which case would say, you know, root smiles at you. Now, what we do with this, just for the fun side of it, uh, is you can go to, and this is great for any, any of the lower level newbie areas, Stormwind, Ironforge, Orgrimmar, you know, some of the lower level places. Just kind of go hang out, especially if you hang out by the bank, it's the best place to do it. If you do a forward slash E or me, and then you say pickpockets you for five gold, what everybody's going to see in a general area, what they will see on their screen is root pickpockets you for five gold. And what happens is people automatically who are just new assume that, yes, you just pickpocketed them for five gold. <laughs> and they will start to complain and demand their money back and tell you they're going to report you to a GM and just go on and on and on and on. So it's something that, you know, have at that, have fun. Um, there's another one that people are doing, and I'll let you talk about that here in a second, that they do in the battlegrounds. Um, but you can do other ones like, you know, uh, tell people, you know, that 
don't know. I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> well, if you wanted to make a general emote at everyone without having a point at different people, you could just... You yeah. can give everyone a hug, and everyone I think it's directed them specifically. Me hugs you. Not. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Um, now, I've seen, I first of all, I fell prey to this. Oh, I didn't know that part. I did. Um, this started happening right after the time when they did the report, the new report AFK feature in the Battlegrounds, which was, you know, there's a problem with people just joining Battlegrounds, going away, soaking up the honor, not actually participating. Right. So they... In, they added a feature where if if enough people reported you AFK, you'd send you a message and you had to, you know, prove you're part of the battle or else you'd lose your honor. Gotcha. So someone used this slash E thing to and this is All Drag Valley, you know there's like a tons of people in All Drag Valley and like everyone's crowded in the same area. It is so such and such has reported you as AFK. Type slash AFK back to resume. Now, typing slash AFK, what is that going to do? That's going to set you away from keyboard and tell everybody why you're away. And what else will it do if you're in a battleground? Well, it's going to say that you are away from keyboard and probably kick you out of the battleground. Oh, it'll send you right back to where you came from. And you have to 15-minute deserter buff. Oh. So you can't go right back in. Ouch. So, uh, so what happens if, if like 30 or 40 people do this? <laughs> I've seen it happen. Well, everyone basically gets mad at the person who does it because all of a sudden you just see some mass It's a mass de- desertion. And you'll probably lose. You'll probably lose that battleground. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because so. obviously the other faction isn't going to see that. No, they're not. So, wow. So I, w- I was mad the first time I fell for that. And the second time I saw the people fall for it. Then it was funny. Then right. it was funny, yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't fall for it again. So there you go. Have some fun with the emote command. It's forward slash E or forward slash me. And then you can write stuff in uh, in third person there and have fun with it. So you can use it for good. You can use it for bad. But use it for fun no matter what you're doing. So that is it for our episode this week. We thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the website at hearthcast.com. Remember, our Hearthcast phone message line is 321-558-7637. Or you can email us directly at contributehearthcast.com. You can use our website submission form or, of course, a direct message or reply on Twitter. Now, if you like this show, please let us know. You can always uh, rate us on iTunes, send us an email. Um, and please do p- tell your friends and your guildmates to check us out. You can link to us from your blog, your Facebook, MySpace, or any other account. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For Hearthcast.com.